0: Sucks Fuck it. Fuck it. I the and what's up this is motorcycle madhouse season three episode 13 i'm james hollywood Machikar, and welcome to the show you're popular yeah you're damn right i'm popular how you guys doing out there today welcome again to the madhouse this is going to be a hell of an episode we're going to be talking about a few things today but first don't forget to get over there on youtube man we just hit the 20k mark that is unbelievable for a biker news program but we always lead the way make sure you get your news and everything straight from youtube and motorcycle madhouse awesome 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 we also do Instagram, where you can get little uh, motorcycle madhouse shorts, as we call it. So head on over there, as well as Facebook and Pinterest. So let's start off the show here. Why Biker News? Many people have asked me why I decided to get into an industry up until now has never been really serious. And when I say serious, I mean, yeah, there's been a websites out there since 1997, but mostly what they do is go around the Internet, bring it to uh, one uh, site. It's like an aggregated site, basically. And, you know, com. we also bring in aggregate uh, RSS feeds from uh, multiple, multiple different uh, wire services. But what's different about Insane Throttle is we took it to the next level. Insane Throttle Publishing is a registered company, and the message statement of the company is simple. Let everyone put their side of the argument out to the people. What Insane Throttle has done is provide a platform where people can get all sides of the story out, not just what one media publication is pushing on you. Personally, I like being able to provide pushback on mainstream media reporting. And boy, have I heard that, man, from mainstream media when I get into the debates with them. You know, I've gotten into debates with uh, some reporters out of the New York Times, out of LA Times, you know, mostly liberal stuff. And, you know... I cannot tell you how many times since starting this venture I caught blatant lies and reporting of some of these so-called news organizations. Besides the main goal I mentioned above, I wanted to bring some entertainment to the scene. I've been known, you know, I've been known as someone who will push back on all sides. This includes motorcycle clubs, something many people... We're not used to. There's this one site in particular that has been uh, you know, in operation since 2008. I won't mention the name because I refuse to get publicity to such a site. This site is one that believes in conspiracy theories and clubs can do no wrong. The approach the site takes does nothing to help the scene out besides give it more of a black eye. False information and taking only one side will sink the scene more and more down the tubes. The reason why is very simple. Without debate, there cannot be any change for the better. I've always talked about how the biker scene has changed since I got into it. The 90s are not anything like they are today. The change can be looked at as good or bad. Today's biker scene, you will find it more inclusive, something I think is a great thing. No longer are all bikers bad in the eyes of the general public like they used to be. This change, in a way bikers are looked upon, has tampered down the friction between bikers and law enforcement. But there's a flip side of the equation though this other side has to do specifically with the actions of a few motorcycle clubs actions that put the image of motorcycle clubs in bad light for example i talk about the issue clubs are having in texas i truly believe the actions of a few clubs have put pressure on the other clubs it's a sad state of affairs but because of the actions of one or two clubs Everyone else suffers This fact alone is why I think motorcycle clubs have been losing support among independent bikers as well as well as other motorcycle clubs What has biker news taught me the last couple years? (laughs) I've learned a lot of the years doing this One of the things I've learned is you will always get pushback when starting something new. Everyone knows you cannot please everyone. This is especially true when reporting on motorcycle clubs. The minefield you have to go through is vast and nasty. This is because people are not used to the style that hasn't been used before. The worst ones are the supporters of the clubs. These fucking supporters are a joke sometimes. These people really believe they can change Insane Throttle and the style the company has. Another thing I learned trying to get this industry underway is how important it is to get to the truth. One of the things I don't get is how motorcycle clubs clam up when they are under attack by the press. I'm a fighter. I believe in pushing back against those who are attacking me, especially the press. Today in modern society technology has almost mandated that people respond to accusations against them. Accusations made are almost as bad as the actual crime nowadays. Guilt or innocent is actually played out on social media and TV before the defendants even get their first hearing. This is why I believe it's imperative for motorcycle clubs to get their side of the story to the public when they appear in the news. A lot of other people ask, what direction do you want to take Insane Throttle in the future? The vision I have for Insane Throttle is vast. Currently we have three sites, sites that are really killing it. We have HarleyLiberty.com which covers mostly motorcycle club news. We then have BikerLifestyleMagazine.com and HooliganBiker.com. Biker Lifestyle Magazine is geared towards those who enjoy the technical aspect of a scene. This could range from tech tips to the latest motorcycle coming out. Hooligan Inc. is my personal outbed site. This site is where you will find out my opinions about what's going on in the motorcycle scene as a whole. Besides our websites, we have other social media platforms, including YouTube. With our YouTube channel, we cover the biker news from an op-ed perspective. The channel also includes motovlogs and some event coverage. The future of the channel will hopefully expand to include news programs that focus on just more than biker news. One of the things I hate... It's the thought that many bikers don't want anything other than biker-focused news. There is so much going on in this country that more could be covered from a biker's perspective. One of the new programs we're looking to bring to the channel is gun rights. Gun rights is something everyone should be talking about within the biker community. Take away a right like that, motorcycle club rights will become an afterthought. Another big thing I've been mulling is sponsoring a riding club. I cannot tell you how many people have requested Insane Throttle start up a riding club that will be all inclusive to anyone that rides. The issues facing a decision like that is twofold. I've talked about this in another article on hooliganbiker.com. Not only am I busy with Insane Throttle and growing it, But I'm not interested in the politics within the biker scene. Then the question comes. If Insane Throttle will not support a riding club, then which one do you recommend? And this is a pretty tough question. Especially because there are so many great riding clubs out there. If I had to recommend a few riding clubs, then I would have to say the Moose Riders, Hog, and any riding club associated with the AMA. Let's talk about the Moose Riders first off because everyone knows about Hog. The Moose Riders are an affiliate group or activity within the Loyal Order of Moose. The Loyal Order of Moose supports the Child City in Mooseheart, Illinois, and Moose Haven in Florida. The Child City in Mooseheart is an orphanage and Moose Haven is a retirement community for Moose members. I'm a member of the Loyal Order of Moose. I have been close to 20 years now. I recently signed up for the Moose Riders because I believe in the purpose of the organization. The main ideal behind the Moose Riders is riding and charity. In order to be a member of the Moose Riders, you have to belong to a Moose Lodge. You can find a lodge almost anywhere in the country. If you need help finding one or want more information, uh, just give me a shout out at info at com. I can... Uh, help you get to be a moose member or you know go from there once you become a moose member you look for which lodges has a moose riders chapter and join up real easy stuff and the moose riders are fun as hell there's no club politics and the moose riders are sponsored by the loyal order of moose now why did I decide on this route well for one I've been a member of the moose for a very long time and support everything it does Secondly, it's a laid-back atmosphere, and the Lodge is a great place for a fish fry. (laughs) All kidding aside, I really enjoy the work they put in for the kids and the elderly. You know, I'm going to skip hog, because everyone with uh, Harley-Davidson should know about this one. AMA clubs, on the other hand, are numerous and can be looked up on their sites. Some of the riding clubs you will find on the AMA site are over 100 years old. That's what is cool about the IMA. It has a long history within the motorcycle community. Not to mention all the kick-ass discounts and rewards you can get. So there you have it. Hopefully I was able to answer why I got into Biker News and what riding clubs to look into. Again, if you have any questions or anything I've said, just give me a shout out and I'll get back to you. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to be talking about uh, what clubs do I consider to be 1% clubs because I get that question asked all the time but let's take a quick commercial break if you're looking for up-to-date biker news then insane throttle is the place to be daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. hi this is john with exit 27 and you're listening to hollywood on motorcycle manhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. The number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify. And all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Let's go. 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 we're back with the madhouse how you doing we're gonna go into the next segment what clubs do you consider to be one percenter clubs again this is just an opinion op ed this is my opinion and as we all know (laughs) my word is not the gospel what the fuck's that you have to do with anything Well, you know, many times there's people out there that will uh, say, well, you act like you're the encyclopedia, you act like you're uh, the final word on stuff. And boy, that isn't true, man. You know, those haters again, (laughs) always the haters, always the haters. So, you know, that's an interesting question I got from a listener a few days ago. And I have to say, it's really simple to me. Any club that was born out of the years of the late 30s to the 70s, and I'm talking the 1900s there kiddos, you know, for those uh, millennials and Z generation, the oldest 1% club is the Outlaws MC, which started in 1935 in McCook, Illinois. During the 40s, you had the Hells Angels. Clubs like the Banditos, Chosen Few, Vagos, and Mongols were 60s other clubs i got to mention are sons of silence galloping goose Highwaymen, uh, iron horsemen in total my opinion is around 10 clubs you really consider true one percent clubs and it's important to note there are clubs i probably left out but the ones listed above are generally the accepted norm again if clubs were started in the time frame i talked about they are some badass clubs. The reason these clubs are on this list is because they put in the work to earn the patch. Many clubs today, they wear a diamond because they were given uh, permission to wear it or just slapped it on. This is why I really don't think of these types of clubs as legit 1%ers. percenters. For one, they've only been around a few years or they just sprung up. Secondly, they don't have decades of being battle-tested. One thing I've always found funny is people who try to give advice to others about the scene, especially those who only got maybe five years under their belt. I have also find it funny when they try to give advice on sets that have nothing in common. For example, the white biker set and the black biker set. These scenes only have the motorcycle in common. The protocols these scenes have are not interchangeable with each other. I sometimes truly cringe when some people talk about protocol in one scene and then try to blanket it to everything. You know here's an example. The white biker scene is harsh. There are a lot of people who won't even let a black set foot into a clubhouse. Why? Because this is how it's been for decades and it won't change. So why do I bring this up? I bring it up because it's the reality that many of these guys don't understand. You cannot apply protocol with a broad brush. I've said it a dozen times, protocol is on the local and regional level. Furthermore, protocol depends on what scene you're in. There may be similar protocols for some things, but there are also many things these people are talking about that will get you into some shit in the white set. The club scene isn't milk and cookies here, people. I've said this time and time again. I think it's important for those seeking advice online to know this. There are many of these so called experts who try and push the club scene to be all rosy. This is bullshit. The truth is the club scene is all about rivals. It's a very serious business and anyone trying to push it any other way is a fucking dumbass. I say run from them motherfuckers because listening to them will get you hurt. Another hint for you all. If you have someone claiming to be a 1% giving you advice on any of these social media platforms, run. And this is because you're not going to find a 1% member from a true diamond club on social media giving you advice. Let's be honest. Someone who is experienced in the lifestyle will come up with their own material. Instead, you see these people taking material from other people who've been around and putting their spin on it. Personally, doing that kind of crap shows their inexperience and more importantly their ignorance it's all about the money people it's called content creation people will do whatever they can to make money people are reaching out to a niche to push the crap to make money people need to act like they are educating you in order for you to keep coming back for more and I hey, I'm not against making money but goddamn. At least give the correct information out to people. This is exactly the reason why I only consider about 10 clubs true 1%ers. Hearing a lot of the nonsense I do from all these supposed 1%ers, you can see why and where I'm coming from. If you want to learn about 1%ers, go up to them and ask. Don't be misled by someone on the internet that has no experience. This again, is why we will only cover biker news. Giving advice to people over the internet, especially with only a few years in the game, is lunacy. But hey, it's your ass, not mine. For all those who don't like the way we are doing biker news, it's funny. I heard one of these creators whine about how the news is done. They believe the club shouldn't be in the news and talked about. And here's my answer, just like it's always been. Don't be in the fucking news then. One thing I cannot stand about some clubs and their supporters, they are always fucking whining. These people want to blame others for their problems. Hate to tell ya, the world doesn't fucking work that way. Biker news is just like any other news being presented. If there is news people want to hear, then someone will bring it to them. This is regardless of how those in the news feel. And it's regardless about what should and shouldn't be said according to their viewpoints. Here's one thing I've learned since starting this company about four years ago. People will never be happy with what you're doing. I expect all the bullshit that comes along with being in the spotlight. One thing I didn't expect was the drama that non-club members would bring to the scene. I believe supporters of clubs on the internet are determined to hurt the club scene. The actions of some of these people would have never been allowed in the past. But hey, the times we live in, has changed. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face. All over the place. We're online. 24-7-24-7. Morse like a madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. And welcome back. How you guys doing? don't forget to subscribe to MotorcycleMadhouse.com or YouTube. Get on over there and subscribe for us and also on our other platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. This segment we're going to be talking about leaving the motorcycle club behind. This is a very important subject, I believe, because a lot of guys that spent most of their life in the club scene, they don't know how to adjust after coming out of a club either good or bad Uh, I've been at this show for over two years now and four years reporting on biker related news one of the most asked questions I get from subscribers how has life been since leaving the motorcycle club you were in and it's a pretty good question especially since it's been almost 15 years now I left the MC because of health issues. I was diagnosed with epilepsy and found that I could no longer be 100% in the game. I couldn't bear being responsible for someone getting hurt in a pack if I had a seizure in the middle of a ride. Without being able to put 100% in, I decided it was time to hang it up. Something that was hard to do, especially since I was in the game since the early 90s. I have to admit, the shock of being on the outside looking in was something else. I would have to say the first year or so is the hardest part about leaving the club life behind. One day you're spending all your time with the club, the next day you're out of the action. Friends and brothers you once had already moved on, and you're left looking back on the fond memories you had of everyone. For those, who've just recently left the motorcycle club. Don't worry. You will find your way again. It kind of sounds like I'm in an AA meeting, but it's really true because the people you left, you know, behind, it was like that was your daily routine, that's something you knew, then all of a sudden boom, you're on the outside looking in, it's like a it's a messed up feeling. Uh, and I always tell people, especially after they leave the club, you will always find others who are independent to hang with. The independent life is something I never could have fathomed in my younger days. Now that I'm older, it's the best thing for me and the family. There's nothing wrong with an ex-member being an independent or choosing to be with a riding club. One thing is for sure, something I always tell people leaving the club, you don't need a patch to be who you are. Another thing that's funny, I always hear, especially from some of these dummies over on, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to even get into it, because they think they're all that, they really ain't, they uh, get scared to walk in their old neighborhoods, but it is what it is, I won't get into that idiot. Uh, is it a step down, being an independent, or joining a riding club? The simple answer, hell no. My question is this. Why would you think it's a step down just because you're not a member of a club? You're still a biker, are you not? The biggest misconceptions I always run into are people thinking a patch puts you on some hierarchy of a ladder. Then I think to myself, what are we in fucking high school or some shit? People always talk about who is a real biker all the time. Well, it sure the fuck isn't about what others think of you. Why do you even care where people put you on some fantasy scale? Get over the bullshit and do you! Actually, I found more time to discover who I was. I think that is the best thing that came out of me leaving the club life. I found that the way I was living life wasn't in the best interest of my family. For so many years they took a backseat to club life. Something people need to think about before joining a motorcycle club. They really do. One of the best things that happened was getting out of the club mentality and seeing there was more to life. Being in a motorcycle club is like living in a bubble. Meaning the club is your life and everything outside doesn't matter. I have to say I was happy that that bubble burst. Mainly because I was able to get into other stuff I ignored all those years. Immediately after leaving the club, I was able to get into things I always wanted to but never had the time. For instance, I'm a huge outdoorsman and I finally started taking those camping and fishing trips. I was also able to you know, concentrate on building businesses more than I ever did before. Most of all, I was able to make life something other than the motorcycle club. I believe it's this kind of transformation after leaving the club is what pushes me to recommend independent or riding clubs. There's so much more to life than living in that bubble. Being an independent or a part of a riding club allows you to enjoy other things than just a motorcycle or having an image. Independent or riding club members get their wind and party with friends, and then afterwards go on with the lives without the commitments. But going back to creators, many won't tell you about the bad side of motorcycles the motorcycle club scene my fault the one thing i hate more than anything and this is going to the you know what i was talking about before in the last segment is people not being real about the motorcycle club scene even if it's not on purpose i still believe the whole story needs to be told motorcycle club life isn't an easy life I've seen many people die young, and not only from battles with other clubs. The people I saw die young were from heart attacks, strokes, and other health-related issues. For example, there was a guy I knew that was only in his mid-30s. But dude looked like he was almost 60 years old. And the reason? The weekend partying and being on the run all the time. This, could, this guy could go for days without any sleep. But here's the catch though. He was usually on some shit to keep him going. And I'm sure everyone can put two and two together on that one. Since most creators won't get into the dark side of the game, I will. The reason is I want people to have the full picture before getting involved in something like a club. One thing that does irritate the shit out of me is people saying, You're bashing clubs and making them look bad. You know, this isn't the case whatsoever. And here's a little inside information for you all of you. I'm actually helping motorcycle clubs from having to waste their time on someone who isn't ready. If I'm giving the person asking about the club the good and bad, then they can make an informed decision. Do people look at the angle? Hell no, they don't. People are too busy looking through a tunnel vision lens instead of the wide angle lens. Like I talked about above, always get the whole picture before listening to any one creator. And then they'll come back. You're not in a club, so why should I listen to you? It's true. I'm not in a club any longer. But here's the thing though. I spent well over 15 years in the club life during some hardcore times. I also grew up on the streets of Chicago with one of the baddest street gangs in the city. I've been there and done it. Maybe this is the reason I believe in being straight up instead of pulling on your peckers. I have absolutely no need to present things as glorious within the biker scene. Truth be told, yeah it was great but it's also not cookies and ice cream like I talked about before and like some of these other people will tell you. A reasonable person would want that information before they made a choice on whether to join a club or not. I believe if I share some of what I went through, even though I'm no longer in a club, it would help people with the information they need to make an informed choice. Do people or club members get pissed off at how I present things? Damn right they do, and I hear it all the time. Here's the thing about that though, I go back to the question, do you want to waste your time on someone who isn't prepared? After they think about it for a while, I always get, you're right, it does help weed out those who might not have the understanding of club life. And that's why I go back to the creators that are giving these advices, a lot unlike a lot of creators who are looking for the payout, I'm in it to help the scene. I, for one, am glad there is more biker entertainment. It was just a decade ago, we all had to wait for the next issue of a biker magazine, usually Easy Riders or Biker, a Biker, whatever it was, to get any insight on what was happening within the scene. Social media especially YouTube, has given bikers a place to get entertainment and in some cases, make new friends. Facebook groups for networking are a great place to hook up for rides and rallies. YouTube is a place where you can go and you know, follow your favorite video bloggers to see what they're doing. The only downfall I've seen is people doing the content just for money. I for one am totally for being able to make money again, but I'm also one who feels it should be done for the right reasons. If someone is just out to put out content to make money, then at least be real about it. There are many people who put out content that have no idea what the hell they're talking about. This is especially true when it comes to motorcycle clubs. We all have seen them, especially the ones who scream the loudest about what should and shouldn't be happening in the motorcycle clubs. You know, case in point, we can all remember a certain individual who's out west crying bloody murder about how clubs are trampling over everyone's constitutional rights. Was there an audience for that? Sure there was. People actually do feel that way. So that creator served up the content to them. Did it help with the MC scene? no no I didn't all it did was put ideals in people's heads that would get them hurt that kind of content is not helpful for the scene there are those people who would even go as far as saying the content we put out is not good for the scene and I might agree but not for the reason some people might believe all of our material is about biker news both good and bad I believe you cannot have one without the other like I talked about. Does this put a bad light on the motorcycle clubs? Yeah, it does. We already talked about that. And then the question is, so why do you do it? Again, I always tell people to think of it this way. Wouldn't you rather have someone who knows the scene doing it rather than the mainstream media? At least with the insane throttle, everyone gets to tell their side of the story. And then, (laughs) don't you make money off of what you're doing? Well, the simple answer, no. Sure, I make about two bucks off a video on YouTube, but it actually costs more to make the content than what we bring in. One of the misconceptions is that creators make a lot of money. Well, let me be the first one to tell you this isn't the case. Most money we make comes from t-shirt sales and sponsorships on our, our other platforms. Whatever money is made is reinvested into the shows. It's one big circle basically where I never end up with any profit. And then, so why do I do it? It's simple. I love being able to contribute to the biker scene. Being a biker is one of the best things anyone can be. The biker scene is filled with some pretty awesome people who do a lot for the community. This is why I do it. To make the scene even better. But I want to, you know, swing back to the topic of life after the motorcycle club. Do it the right way. Make sure to try and stay friends with everyone. Uh, You know, sure, you're going to hang around with you less and less. But it's because, again, they have club stuff to do and you don't. The good side of this, though, is you're going to be able to pursue other stuff you might have put on the back burner. The first year will be hard, but I bet you will enjoy your independence a lot more, not to mention the scene as a whole. You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse, on iTunes, and all major podcasting platforms. You are your online radio. The new online radio that makes you happy. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. Okay, let's finish off this show. I'm going to give you some final thoughts on these subjects we covered today in this segment on MotorcycleManhouse.com. Well, you know, I basically gave my thoughts on how it is to leave a motorcycle club. That's uh, the way I felt and stuff. And I also gave a lot of freaking feelings on some of the creators that are out there that you need to watch out for. It's very, it, You know what is real interesting? I had an email the other day from a guy who just got booted out of one of them Facebook groups. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name because they ain't even worth uh, mentioning. But anyway, this guy was so gun-ho about that Facebook group that uh, he would do every beck and call of what these administrators uh, or moderators wanted him to do. Hardcore, man. Hardcore he was. Then the other day, he uh, spoke his opinion, and next thing you know, he's getting into it with this schmuck uh running uh the show a freaking schmuck who won't even show his face on the streets the freaking coward but he'll go around and act like uh he's an authority on some shit (laughs) and these people buy it up that's the problem with social media man these people really don't know who the hell they're talking about and uh are actually with on them platforms so you know it, it, it's just funny man that group talks freedom this freedom that but uh you know you voice your opinion next time it's not freedom it's uh you're out of here we don't want to deal with you you know the dude's a fucking moron but you got to watch that kind of stuff that goes on in social media and all that good shit so be on the lookout uh for that uh just you know watch the creators that you know you pay attention to it's just common sense man and common sense has been lost on a lot of people nowadays so with that i appreciate everything that you guys do for insane throttle hopefully i answered a lot of questions today don't forget to visit us on our social media platforms that helps us out helps keep the show going if you want, leave me a voicemail, mail either on the studio line at 847-957-1686. Or you can do it right there on the Anchor platform, uh, one of our radio podcasting platforms. Again, bookmark us over on uh, iTunes and Spotify. I'm James, Hollywood Machikari with Motorcycle Madhouse Insane Throttle Biker News. Until next time. We'll catch you later, man.